Hello, and welcome to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, the podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. I'm your host, Pat Royce. With me, as always, my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. Hi, Pat. How's it going? It's going good. It's going good. I, uh, just, uh, down here in Austin, Texas, um, I don't know, uh, just hunkering in all the the weird changed mood that's in the city. We had like one month where everything was, I was like, oh, this is going to get back to normal and things are going to be really fun. And then it's, uh, it's just sheer chaos again. So, so is are things closed? Is it like back to lockdown or is it just like mask? You have to wear a mask and stuff. No, nothing is closed. Nothing has changed except the, the, the noose is tightening. Like, like, like people, it's like the cases that are coming are just like, Oh, so and so, homeboy! You just saw the other day. Every, everybody's got it. It's oh fuck! So it's a little crazy. Everyone's just acting like it's normal, but it's not normal. Is what's happening. People are st- like people are masking up a little more. Like for example, like I was at work today, and uh, like we all had masks masks on, and customers had masks on. Not all of them, but more of them than that than have since like you know things went back to normal. Mm. But like we had to shut our whole store down, and everybody get tested the other day because one of our employees came in and had uh he came in for two days straight and had like was just dripping COVID. I told him he looked like a guy who should play a guy with COVID in a training video. <laughs> so he came, like, he came to he work like, knowing he had COVID or was he just like, oh I'm no, sick. No, he and said I... he's like, I just smoked he said he he said I just smoked a bunch of cigs and lost my voice. Oh God. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know man, did, you're also sweating so they're like then he finally was like, yeah, I think I got COVID. So the, the company sent over a tester guy and everybody came in and that guy walked over. They made him wait outside. And even the, the tester was like, man, that dude looks like he has COVID. <laughs> I was like, I know. We've been telling him that. Jesus and Christ. Like, to the kid's credit, he wore a mask the whole two days he was there. So there's that. But like. I mean, so it's he, hard. Like, he, uh, you don't you don't want to, like, call into work. I mean, you're yeah, not going to yeah. get paid if you don't go. And if you don't know you have it. Like, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's a shitty situation. Our government has not. Yeah. They had not made it easy to have COVID. You know? It's yeah. like. So they dropped his little tester in the thing, and like I, it, the vial damn near exploded. Like it was just like <laughs> the guy was like, because everybody else that got tested was negative except this kid. Oh, thank but, like, God! Everybody else, we had to wait like we had to wait like ten minutes for our results. Yeah, that dude. It was like as soon as the tester hit the thing, he was like, and he literally said, "Yeah, that motherfucker's got COVID." <laughs> <laughs> he had like the most COVID anyone has ever had. It just yeah, was like yeah, yeah, yeah. alarm started going off. Like it was clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a, a, like the, a red phone on the president's desk started ringing because <laughs> of how much COVID that guy had. And then like, the, so we made him wait outside, and the dude was just like, "It was." And this is oh man, I, I'm not giving names or anything, but this is the second time the whole store has had to get tested. And it's the second time that kid was patient zero. Oh, Jesus Christ. Last he time he didn't have it, though? COVID. No, he's had COVID no, he twice. Had it both, it both, he's got COVID twice. Oh he's taking the Bolsonaro approach. Jesus Christ. This poor kid. <laughs> yeah. I hope he's okay. Yeah, but God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, it's just, it's so crazy. And like, it's, everybody's like, you know, like, and then um, uh, one of my, my neighbors uh, was just like, I, I was hanging out with him talking to him the other day. And he was like, yeah, me and the, one of the maintenance guys, at this uh, uh, department complex, I picked up some extra work helping him do some landscaping. I was like, oh, that's cool. And four hours later, he called me, hey, that landscaper guy has COVID and I have to go get tested now, too. Oh, my God. And so, yeah, I, it's just crazy. Like, even when the shit was first going on, it was like, I would hear, like, oh, so-and-so's co-worker's cousin got it. And right. it's just like, 
Yeah, now the it's noose everywhere. is tightening, yo. And it's and I, I got tested today. I'm good, but like you know, now it's like every little scratch, tickle, cough, and just like oh, that's it. I'm dead. And so, yeah. well, uh, be careful, pretty, man. I'm trying, and I'm vaxxed too. That's like, but it's like you're seeing all the stuff. Like it doesn't matter. I don't know, man. I just, it's uh, and it's not even like we have people like. It's not like they're okay. Well, now that this is going on, we're going to do X, Y, Z. No, it's no, nothing is changing. It's right. insane. I mean, it is like I, I'm sure our listeners all know this, but like, if you are vaccinated, you are much more likely to have a much less serious case if you even do get infected, which is less likely in itself. So, like, there are a lot of reasons to a get vaccinated and to be. Uh, not feel like you know the sky is completely falling so like definitely yeah, if you yeah. have not done it like please god go get vaccinated yeah oh yeah this yeah this is not me <laughs> saying like it doesn't matter one way or the other oh for sure like, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah i know i know but you like, know all this but since we do have a platform yeah. <laughs> i do also want to be clear yeah. <laughs> yeah man yeah it's just yeah it's crazy it's, it's just like it's 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 I don't know, man. I, it, it's more it's more terrifying than the first wave, that's for sure. Yeah, it sounds like it's really, really um, hitting you guys harder than it is hit. I mean, in New York, like, we got it so bad right at first that, like, this that kind of thing is, like, sort of emotionally familiar to me, what you're going through. And uh, yeah. it's fucking awful. It's really, really scary. So I'm glad you're vaccinated. Yeah. I, again, like, as long as everybody's vaccinated and, you know, you got to go to work, whatever, but, like, be careful. But, uh, yeah. yeah, man, I'm glad you're negative. Congrats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was that was insane because, like, at first, like, we all were, like, it's just weird because, like, the guy shows up and he, like, tells everybody to kind of stay away from him. And then he's the tester guy. And then he set, he puts one chair off in a far corner. That's where you sit to get tested. It just looks like they're about to shoot a snuff film. It's like, it's yeah. insane. Like, <laughs> yeah. And so at first I was like, okay, whatever. But then when Homeboy came up positive, and then I was like, shit. And then we were just like waiting for everybody's results to get back. And I was like, that was one of the more truly terrifying moments of this whole ordeal. I bet. So, I bet. Well, I'm glad you're okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, Katha, uh, speaking of a, uh, senseless monster just rampaging through the population just tearing <laughs> society apart <laughs> I, that brings us to our topic today uh, of course i'm talking about um the the everyone's favorite cryptid bigfoot Big that's right foot. Bigfoot. Uh, i would not yes. i will i will say i would not describe bigfoot as a senseless monster i think he is benevolent uh i think he has <laughs> only good intentions so i just want to be on well, the you are, about that yeah, I, I always have kind of felt that way about Bigfoot, but you, you're not going to like some of the other central figures in our story. <laughs> uh, I can't wait. So yeah, no, I can't imagine that Bigfoot is the scammer here. Is my is my guess? But yeah, no, we'll, well yeah, this is about how th yeah, this is about how Bigfoot was running a, a tax fraud scheme <laughs> in, in Florida in the late 2000s. <laughs> oh man, who knew? No, this so this story this story was actually that I'm going to talk about today was on that little show bible that we reference sometimes of like the original ideas we had uh, for 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 stories. Cool. And I kind of forgot about it. And one of our Patreon listeners, Wendy, reached out and reminded us and was like, "Hey, do you ever uh, you remember this?" And I was like, "Oh, that is a good one." And so I looked into this, and I want to talk today about the 2008 Bigfoot hoax uh, involving just two of the worst people I've read about in some time. And we read about some pretty shitty people. Yeah. Wow. I so that, I, I feel like I'm, like, automatically, like, when you say Bigfoot hoax, like, I am kind of predisposed to 
like the people perpetrating the hoax just because it's such a silly thing to be hoaxing about. I'm like, I'm like yeah. a little bit on their side, but uh, it sounds like I, today I'm not going to be on their side. Yeah, no, I was. It's not even necessarily like I don't mind the Bigfoot hoaxing thing. It's just that I was able. I watched a couple documentaries about these guys, and just watching their day, like how they how they move about in the world around them, and just the day, <laughs> like the kind of people they are. Yeah, you're just like, oh, these people are trash. Got you know? it. You <laughs> like you like hate them as people, not even yes. like what they did was bad. But in addition to that, they just yeah. fucking suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely unrelated to the Bigfoot scam. Like they Got just it. Bad, like what. So we'll get into this. I, 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 I do have some like some points from some of the documentaries that just have nothing to do with the story, but just sort of how these guys behave when they're on camera. <laughs> nice. That we'll get into. But yeah, so this is uh, we're gonna go with the way way back machine. Uh, I'm gonna go back to August twelfth, two thousand and eight. Okay. So on August twelfth, two thousand and eight, two men appeared on the internet radio show Squatch Detective. <laughs> Squatch Detective. Um, Every hosted- other radio show in August 2008 was about how <coughs> the housing bubble had burst and we were all going to be driven into poverty, except for Squatch Detective. Yeah, yeah Squ- no, yeah, Squatch Detective was like, get all that that bullshit out of here. That's that's uh, that's flim flammery trying to distract us from the real story exactly. that there are big feats in <laughs> them there hills, and that's what's coming on. Yeah, yeah. so Squat Squatch Detective is hosted by Bigfoot Hunter, and I believe they they prefer to call Bigfoot Trackers, but okay. uh, you know whatever. Right, because they're like we don't want to kill Hun- Bigfoot; we just want to find him. Yeah, well, they're, okay, there there is an internal rift in the community on that point. Uh, <laughs> so, I can imagine. I can imagine. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of them was very funny. The one of the main characters in this is talking about how he's out to kill a Bigfoot, and his uh, his assistant, this young girl's eyes widened, and she's like. I didn't. I never knew that was the goal. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, the, the poor girl. She got involved with this horrible man, and uh, yeah, yeah. We'll get into them in a moment. But yeah, there is uh, seems to be two schools of thought on what to do when you approach a Bigfoot. Sure. So, so they go, these guys go on Squatch Detective. It's hosted by Bigfoot hunter Steve Coles. Now, the two men were Matt Witten and Rick Dyer. Now, Matt Witten is a police officer, or was a police officer, because you don't get away with this shit. Uh, <laughs> Matt Witten was a police officer from Georgia, and Rick Dyer was a used car dealer and self-proclaimed Bigfoot tracker based out of San Antonio, Texas. Two Syntax types represent. of people I just absolutely trust. A cop and a used yeah, yeah, car yeah. dealer. Yeah. Great. <laughs> the two genders. <laughs> <laughs> so... The two men claim to be in possession of something very special, something that would simultaneously change the way science viewed the world around us, while also lending credence to a much-doubted and long-ridiculed segment of the American population. Rick and Matt had irrefutable physical evidence that confirmed the existence of one of North America's most persistent myths. That's right, Bigfoot. The pair claimed that while hunting Wait, in the woods on. of North I Georgia... Wait, hold on. I need to back up a little bit. I really like that they're representing um, uh, people who believe in Bigfoot as like an oppressed group. <laughs> American society like finally we will be treated as equals and it's like you could (laughs) you're not this isn't like like, you your people have not been like subjected to like slavery or genocide you just believe in Bigfoot that's very funny to me yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they, yeah, they, they, there is a chip on that whole community's shoulder. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know, like, I don't know what it's like to every time you walk into a hotel conference room, you just hear a bunch of snickering. I, I have no clue what that's like. Right. I mean, it doesn't so, seem, it does not seem, 
like an easy life. <laughs> we'll say that. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. And, and there's not even like, you, you can't even rely on your fellow Bigfoot hunters for like emotional support. Because we're about to find out it is a, it is a Bigfoot eat Bigfoot world out there. Absolutely. Because everyone's trying to find him. So like, yeah, you yeah, can't and, even trust and there's your own the guys, people. Yeah, they have the guys who are like, I saw a Bigfoot. And then there's like this really dry portion of the community that's very scientific and academic about it. And they're like, no one's seen a Bigfoot. And, and where they, they're just like open-minded that maybe that he does exist. Sure. But <laughs> heretofore are unconvinced. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's imagine like being the boring guy at the Bigfoot party. I don't know. It's just <laughs> If I was going to be in a Bigfoot, I would just be all the way in. I'd be like, yeah, if I saw him, we played poker, and he owes me money. Right, exactly. He signed my so, T-shirt. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just in a yearbook. It's like, have a bitch in summer. <laughs> Bigfoot. See, he's real. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, how did he sign my yearbook if he's not real? I don't understand <laughs> what, what more proof you need. It's just like in his senior photo, it's just Bigfoot. Hell yeah. So the corpse in question was seven feet in height and weighed approximately 500 pounds. Now, Rick and Matt immediately recognized the significance of the find and immediately set about preserving the specimen. Basically, they said they were walking through the woods and they saw a group of uh, Bigfoots dragging the corpse of a deceased Bigfoot into a heavily wooded area. Wow. So when the other Bigfeets saw them, they scattered and left it, left this huge corpse. This so is a like, big deal because got... it, means, it means that Bigfoots practice uh, burial, which means they're like yeah. pretty advanced. You know, this is like Neanderthal yeah. level. Yeah, or maybe that Bigfoot overdose and they're taking him dumping in front of an emergency room here because it's just like leave his ass. Very there. possible, <laughs> very possible. Yeah. So they were like, okay, we got to preserve this specimen because you know they're very scientific-minded folks, uh, Matt and Rick. Uh, so this was they basically said it took six men a day and a half to carry the body out of the woods, a task made even more dangerous by the family of the Bigfoots that arrived to stalk them out of the woods. Oh, so man. these guys really went through a lot that day. Yeah, for real. Yeah. And, they were finally able to preserve the carcass in a block of ice. When they took to the airwaves that day to make the historic proclamation that they had successfully captured and preserved a Bigfoot body, they were fortunate enough to be joined by a long-tenured and well-respected Bigfoot hunter by the name of Tom Biscardi. Now, Biscardi had uh, been in the Bigfoot game for almost three decades, and Tom had no hesitation about staking his personal and professional reputation on their findings. That, so to me, they, the, they, I the idea that someone could be a Bigfoot hunter for three decades, like... Yeah. <laughs> like, this seems like something you get into for a weekend, and then you're like, oh, this isn't real. Like, this guy has yeah, been yeah, waiting. Yeah. <laughs> He's been waiting for Bigfoot for, like, as long as we've been alive. Yeah. That is amazing. And this, yeah, yeah, exactly. And this guy, Tom Biscardi, is, like, he has all the arrogance of a guy who already found Bigfoot. <laughs> like, he nice. walks around. Yeah, he, he doesn't take any guff from anybody. Like, there's a, a documentary called Shooting Bigfoot. And it's made by a British filmmaker who you can tell is just having a the hell of a time just poking fun at these guys. Sure. Um, and they're, he's, they're, he's, they're, they're, they get mad at the camera guy. They get mad at the filmmaker. They get mad at each other. Uh, you know, it's like at one point he yells at his wife to go get him a Snapple. Oh, my God. <laughs> so like, yeah, he just um, – he, yeah, he walks around like he already found Bigfoot. Yeah. And just commands respect. So – and it seemed that uh, after, so they were like, they were stoked because it seemed that after centuries of depictions and folklore and decades of dedicated scientific research, a few dedicated men had just confirmed the existence of the North American bipedal ape known as Bigfoot. Now, I don't think we need to get much into the background of Bigfoot, but for those who are uninitiated, of course, Bigfoot is also commonly referred, as, uh, referred to as Sasquatch 
in Canadian and American folklore. It's an ape-like creature that's purported to inhabit the forests of North America. Uh, supposed evidence of the existence of Bigfoot includes a number of anecdotal visual sightings, uh, disputed video and audio recordings, and photographs of casts of large footprints. And uh, some of these are speculated or known to be hoaxes, uh, but he has become an icon of the fringe subculture of cryptozoology and an enduring element of popular culture. And of course, you have that that famous uh, that famous uh, piece of footage where the Bigfoot's walking and he does the, tur the turnaround. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing. Classic. Yeah, that one. Uh, I've heard people say, people will be like, okay, there, a lot of Bigfoot hunters go, yeah, that was fake, but look at it. It's so accurate, it had to be based on real footage that they just were too scared to release. <laughs> Every time I think Which, about I, I, that I, that video, I think about that Mitch Hedberg joke, where he's like, "I, oh, yeah. I think I think Bigfoot's blurry. That's the problem." It, it, yeah, yeah, he is blurry. Yeah, which is like even more terrifying. <laughs> that would be very scary if Bigfoot was blurry. That is yeah. like some horror movie shit for sure. Yeah, and of course, there's a huge underground uh, society of you know um, big Bigfootists, Bigfooteers. I guess uh, several or several organizations uh, dedicated to the research and investigation of Bigfoot sightings. The oldest and largest is the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, or BFRO. BFRO. Uh, the BFRO, yeah. The BFRO also, BFRO sounds like what I would call Bigfoot's pubic hair. <laughs> yeah, that's what his nickname yeah, is that, for it. Yeah, my BFRO. <laughs> so he just pick, picks it out like with like a hair pick. <laughs> so, yeah, it's part of their culture. Anyways, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm actually walking on thin ice talking shit about it. That is my bad. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the, the, their website includes reports from across North America that have been investigated by researchers to determine credibility. Uh, another includes there's the North American Wood Ape Conservancy, Conservancy or NAWAC, uh, a nonprofit organization. So they're uh, the ones who are like, we need, to, we need to preserve Bigfoot. We don't want to kill him. We need yeah, to make, yeah, for sure. make his habitat safe for him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, and if we can preserve some woodlands, if we can, like, piggyback, like, preserving some woodlands on the back of a belief in Bigfoot, I'm for it. That's I fine with world. me, yeah. I, I think that's a decent yeah. strategy, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, or just be like, hey, you know what? I just read that Bigfoots are wildly uh, exposed to the coronavirus. So if you want to hunt your Bigfoots, you should probably get vaccinated. Yeah, for real. Be they are super spreaders. So yeah, give yeah, a try. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they put a Bigfoot body with a mask. Like, oh, no. <laughs> so uh, now within this, com of this com community of researchers, some figures do loom larger than others. One of these personalities is the man we just talked about who helped give Matt and Rick their platform with which to share their discovery. That's Tom Biscardi. So Tom Biscardi, this guy, uh, this is like, you know, an OG. This is the three-decade-long guy. Right. Um, he said his Bigfoot career started back, uh, he was watching Johnny Carson in 1967, although he calls him John Carson. So That's already I guess they knew weird. Each other. Already really weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not only does he have like blurry pictures of Bigfoot, he has blurry pictures of him with Carson. <laughs> it's like, like no, like I definitely know Johnny Carson. Look at this us together. It's like just like a, a shady woody wooden photo. <laughs> so he said. Uh, so he said that he saw that that Roger Patterson famous film we just talked about. Uh, it's called the Bluff Creek Incident. He said he saw that. He said I said to myself, "How the hell can we send a man to the moon, but we can't find this creature?" Solid point, Tom. Good question, so, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> the answer certainly is not that he is not real. I know that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that, that'd just be that. Why would he not be real? You know, if he was, if he was real, why would I have this blurry photo of him? Exactly. So, Tom Biscardi was mentored in the game, uh, in the Bigfoot game, by uh, another legendary Bigfoot hunter named Ivan Marks. Uh, now he was, so he was like his. Uh, his uh, mentor in that field. Mm. And this also wasn't the first big find of Biscardi's career. In 2005, he had made another monumental Bigfoot discovery. Uh, on July 14th, 2005, Biscardi appeared on the radio program Coast to Coast AM and claimed that he was, quote, 98% sure that his group would be able to capture a Bigfoot near Happy Camp, California. Hell yeah. uh, on August 19th, he returned to say that he knew the location of a Bigfoot specimen and that he would air footage of the creature through a $14 webcam service. Yes. So, some, yeah, primitive, yeah. some primitive OnlyFans. Doing Bigfoot's, yeah, 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 Bigfoot's yeah, doing yeah, a cam yeah. show. I'm excited. Yeah. How much would Bigfoot feet pics be? That would be like, I, I did double the price of regular feet yeah, pics. Yeah, they got to be at a premium for sure. Yeah. If this gets 30 likes, I'm posting big feet. <laughs> <laughs> so, with the purported, with the, and now at this point, with the purported full Bigfoot carcass being co-signed by one of the biggest names in Bigfoot history, or whatever you want to call it, you can only imagine that uh, a large buzz must have been surrounding the new discovery. So, mainstream media outlets immediately picked up the story, and Matt and Rick and Tom all did numerous interviews in the days leading up to the unveiling, which they assured the public that they had, you know, they, they, they showed the public they had been in contact with genetics labs at a major university, and they had confirmed the corpse's authenticity through DNA testing that proved it to be a theretofore undiscovered species. Okay. So, yeah, so they're, 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 they're making a lot of big claims. And I remember this, this media blitz. Like, it was 2008, and, like, I just remember, like, it was like, there was a few days where they're like, yeah, these guys say they got it. And right. everybody was like, like this man, is, it was this really is exciting. For sure, something we would cover on What a Time to Be Alive. Like, no question. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. This would be discussed. I, I love the, the what a time to be alive to lie, cheat, and steal pipeline, where it's just yeah. like, you guys, you guys cover the story as it breaks, and then we discuss it later when it's found to be full of shit. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's, I yeah. actually, I had a reverse situation last night, because I was telling them about the Hitler Diaries guy, the guy who wrote nice fanfic of what if Hitler was nice. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that came up on the show yesterday. So it does go both ways. But yeah, we uh, once once we fall for a story that's fake, then we do it online, cheat and steal. That's the, that's the promise. Yeah. That's the Kath Barbadoro yeah, podcast yeah. <laughs> promise. Yeah, yeah, you get a Kath Barbadoro coverage from inception to eventually just <laughs> eventual fraudulent discovery. For sure. So in the weekend leading up to the planned unveiling of the specimen, the media, to the media, things, however, began to unravel. So the precise details of which vary depending on who you ask. So according to Tom Biscardi, he dispatched an expert who was actually the host of the show the original announcement was made on, uh, Steve Calls. Mm -hmm. He dispatched Steve Calls to examine the body. So at this point, they said that they had the body encapsulated in a block of ice. They had froze it to preserve the specimen. So he, it gets there. At this point, they have been thawing out the body for the big media reveal. And he gets there and he finds what was, he was just like, oh, shit. This is, and this is, spoiler alert, guys, if you have pearls, clutch them, socks, take them off, don't want them to get knocked. Uh, he said, and they basically said it was like, it was, a, it appeared to be, Steve calls it and immediately dismissed it, but he said it appeared to be a Bigfoot costume stuffed with uh, rotting meat and slaughterhouse leftovers. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> that rocks. That's so great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, Rick and Matt would later go on to specify that it was actually stuffed with possum meat. 
<laughs> okay. Is, what a North what a North Georgia way to stuff your Bigfoot. Yeah, <laughs> you know, this is just... this is such a good redneck scheme. Like I really yeah. I am very pleased with this. Like, okay, hear me out. We're gonna stuff it with possum meat. <laughs> I, I like to think it started with them having some possum meat. Right. Like, like, <laughs> Need to unload some possum meat. What's the what what's the yeah. maximum profit we can get from this? <laughs> if you've ever stuffed a Bigfoot costume full of possum meat and <laughs> sold it off to the media and thusly endangered your career as a law enforcement officer, you might be a redneck. Yeah, I agree with that statement. <laughs> so now that's what so that's what Tom so Tom Piscardi now at this point is like he's furious right yeah. but Matt and Rick tell a little bit of a different story they say that Tom Piscardi showed up and was like yeah I know you guys don't have a Bigfoot body I know that <laughs> and a big thing yeah <laughs> guys I'm Tom Piscardi you think I don't know that's a that's a freezer full of possum meat <laughs> uh, so he shows up they they're saying that Tom showed up and was like. Yeah, guys, I know that, that that's fake, but I'll still give you 50 grand for it. Uh, basically because the hype is already big enough in the media right. that I can use this to spur interest in My Bigfoot work. and yeah. get some real funding. And we can really get to the bottom of this. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I mean? yeah. He, saw, he saw an opportunity to raise awareness, and uh, he's taking yeah. it. And that, that is a common thread in, like, cryptozoology and UFO research is these really just sad guys that so deeply believe in these things that they're willing to fake it to generate interest and generate finances. Right. Because they think that they're, one, that they're one, you know, uh, one expedition away from finding the real deal. Right, yeah. Uh, which, what a, just a perpetually heartbroken way to go through life. I, know. I don't know, man. I was almost going to be like, I can't relate to that. It was like, oh, wait, yeah, I can. Just do, doing comedy. Like, I just need, <laughs> just need a little bit more interest. Come on. <laughs> yeah, a lifetime of disappointment. Can't relate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have no idea what that's about. Anyways, <laughs> I'm playing a show at a barbecue restaurant outside tomorrow. <laughs> uh, so according to, uh, yeah, so that's what that's what Rick Dyer and Tom said that happened. So the, at this point, the the... The media frenzy has kind of been whipped up, and the uh, the pictures start to surface, and this so immediately when the pictures surface, yeah, it was it was the Bigfoot costume stuff of possibly the actual uh, the actual website where the Bigfoot costume came from. The CEO was like, "Hey, that's our Bigfoot costume." <laughs> yeah, okay, so they didn't even like make their own Bigfoot costume. They bought no, a not commercially available Bigfoot costume. <laughs> And was like, yes, yeah. surely we already know what this looks like. And uh, this yeah. is it. This is what the real Bigfoot would look like. And I will fill this with. Yeah. Like just yeah. that. Th the short sightedness of this is really bothering me. Like at least put in the effort to make your own Bigfoot costume. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and that, that's the that's the lack of dedication in the, in the that's um, pretty indicative of the entire field these days. I'd say. Yeah. It's, you hate to um, see it. That's very, you know, yeah, yeah, it's, just, it's just a decline. Bigfoot scholarship is really, it's glory days are behind it. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> I still, uh, we were talking about Melvin Bragg on Twitter the other day and I still, um, to find it just hilarious that there's a position in academia called a fellow. I'm just thinking of Melvin Bragg. I'm like, and our next guest is a, a, a fellow in Bigfoot at Cornell University, a Bigfoot <laughs> fellow. All right. So, but yeah, so, so this, this guy calls it, and I just like to think that like they were so similar that if you took a picture 
of their Bigfoot body and then took a picture of the Bigfoot costume and then, like, uploaded them both into iPhoto. It would, like, tag their faces. <laughs> right, like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, would, it would bring up the link <laughs> so you could buy it. Like, it was clearly their Bigfoot yeah. costume. Which, like, again, then it's not only lazy, it's, like, it creates a paper trail. Like, you bought that costume. They're going to be able to find... Like, yeah. the record, just, yeah, come on, guys. I know you got this yeah. possum meat, but, like, be a little more <laughs> Yeah, I would have much rather, A, just cook the possum meat. I think that would have been a better way to spend the weekend. <laughs> um, but so and so now at this point, like, they start, um, they, so this is the, the, the news that's breaking, the, the story that's breaking to the media. And Tom Biscardi is, like, indignant. He's like, I, how dare like, you know, you guys made a, a fool of me and my reputation. Right. And it turns out, though, Tom Piscardi, and this comes obviously, is also full of shit and has a full career of doing so. Right. Like, his mentor, the guy Ivan Marks that mentored him, um, isn't really a Bigfoot hunter, more as a Bigfoot hoaxer. And so he was just, like, brought up in the, in the school right. there of are, Bigfoot hoaxing. They're, they're carnies. These people are carnies for Bigfoot. Yes, exactly, exactly. And his, um, his big 2005 Bigfoot web reveal uh it was the day of that he charged people 14 dollars to look at a bigfoot on a webcam mm -hmm. uh turns out that the the, the woman who told him to get the body on his property uh had hoodwinked him and that's, that's i believe that's his quote oh uh, yeah and he that, just he's just too trusting this guy that's his problem yeah 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 and so the, yeah but you you could apply to have your um to to be refunded okay uh, by by him on the website but i think i i have a feeling it was one of those things where it was just like worth way less worth way more trouble than 14 bucks to get your 14 bucks right back. yeah that's what he was counting on for sure this is the this is the patented yeah. caroline calloway approach yeah 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 for sure and so now now rick dyer at this point yeah he he goes for it he's like yeah man we were just we were kind of just trying to, to have to have a little bit of a goof and a little bit of fun uh but rick dyer and that's kind of where Tom Biscardi and Rick, Rick Dyer's involvement each other dies out. But that was not Tom, that was not Rick Dyer's last brush with Bigfoot fame. In fact, the 2008 hoax was more of the warm-up for his, for his, his, uh, his real big premiere. Oh, and man. that is the, yeah, in 2014, Rick Dyer resurfaced saying that he had actually shot and killed a Bigfoot right outside of San Antonio. For so real this time. San Antonio, right down the I yeah, can't believe yeah, yeah, not like last time. I can't believe the same guy who filled a Bigfoot costume <clears throat> with possum meat was the same guy who first shot and killed a real Bigfoot. What are the odds? Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like you got to put what you want out into the world, right? right? Like, he manifested. Heard a little thing called the secret. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is incredible. Uh, he so manifested. In I'm so proud of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just out there starting LLCs, this guy. <laughs> uh, in 2012, Dyer claimed to have killed a Bigfoot-like creature in San Antonio, Texas. Now, it's actually outside of San Antonio, but I like to think he shot it on the river walk. Right, exactly. I also like the phrase Bigfoot-like yeah. creature. He's like, well, I'm not saying it yeah. is Bigfoot. Let's not yeah. get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. yeah. It may be Bigfoot. It may be a really tall, hairy guy. I, have, I can't <laughs> say one way or the other. I'm either uh, going to go down so this, in history or be tried for murder. We'll find out. <laughs> now, Rick Dyer is the guy who was like, he said, like, he's not like this thing where I want to 
find the Bigfoot and learn from him and, and, and you know, right. share him with society. No, no, no. Rick Dyer it makes no bones about it. He's out there trying to kill a Bigfoot. <laughs> and it was his it was his assistant who was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, we're out here trying to kill the Bigfoot? Aww. And also just, uh, just Rick Dyer, so like, I'm watching this thing, not a lot of female characters in these, uh, in these ordeals. Yeah, you know? I can imagine. They don't come up that much. Rick Dyer's assistant is a uh, lovely young college student. He's very charming, uh, very nice. And Rick Dyer points out, this is my assistant. And then immediately says that she's got the prettiest green eyes. And I was like, okay, oh, Rick. Oh, come it's, on, Rick. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure she also has a huge knowledge about the field of big feet, all right? <laughs> but uh, so he, uh, yeah, 2012, he claimed that he he killed this, this uh, Bigfoot-like creature outside of San Antonio. Now, according to Dyer, he lured the Bigfoot out using, quote, pork ribs from Walmart, <laughs> I doused mean, in a special bar. That seems like a good strategy to me, but, you know. Continue. I have been lured out of many a place due to pork ribs. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> just, absolutely. Yeah. Especially down in Texas. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. I'll come, I'll come, I'll come down from the hills for a bit <laughs> and then poke around uh, 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 among your campsite if I smell some, some ribs. So... He said he used pork ribs from Walmart doused in a special barbecue sauce that he attached to the trees. Of the experience, he told Esquire magazine, we nailed them all around the trees, and that night we heard Bigfoot come back. I chased him down in the middle of the night. I shot him once and he ran, and I shot him again. <laughs> yeah, so not, down, only did, not only did he shoot Bigfoot, he also has to make himself the hero of the story. Like, you know, like he yeah, ran yeah, and I yeah. shot him. It's like, if you didn't yeah, sneak and, up and on him or anything. In, yeah, and then he planted a gun on the Bigfoot. Right. He was like, I feared for my safety at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now how he was alerted to this Bigfoot is that there was a homeless couple sleeping in, uh, uh, camping out in the woods north of San Antonio. And uh, they called 911 and said that they saw a Bigfoot. And so he went out there to confer with And so he was kind of first on the scene. And he went out to talk to these people. But that's how he got clued out to it. Got it. And God bless these 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 poor unhomed people's hearts because this lady was like, they talked to them in an interview and she said, yeah, I actually felt really bad because, I mean, hell, Bigfoot is probably just, you know, somewhere he has nowhere else to go. So he's just sleeping and, you know, living wherever he can and, and that's what I'm doing. I'd hate for somebody to call the cops on me. Oh, so, that's really sweet. Yeah. they Those people deserve everything Rick Dyer has. They yeah. should switch places. <laughs> For real. I hope I hope they're doing better now. But uh yeah, that's that's yeah, some, I hope so too. That's some wonderful empathy for Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was it was good to hear. Uh, so he uh so he claimed that uh at this point, so he said he had this Bigfoot in his possession. He claimed that an unnamed university in Washington State had tested the creature's DNA and told Dyer that it was indeed an unknown species. Dyer's accomplice and self-proclaimed Bigfoot skeptic, uh, Alan Islib of Wakanda, Illinois, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> he claimed to have inspected Dyer's Bigfoot in Las Vegas in February 2013 and proclaimed it to be the real thing. The claim resulted in many people getting sucked into Dyer's scam. Dyer called the creature Hank and started touring the body around the United States, charging people to view it. So, yes, carny folk. Carny through through. folk, yes. Yeah. So... Now, this is what's kind of funny is the, the, the Bigfoot was named Hank. And if you follow the paper trail, uh, Rick's little, like, sideshow tour had uh, a couple of, like, shadow investors. And when you dig further enough, one of them was Hank Williams III. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. A, a, a there's person, a school of thought that... And I, just, like, that's... He was, like, a sideshow guy, wasn't he? Like, 
that this all tracks. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I, I would imagine Hank Williams the third having an interest in things like this was like, yeah, I'll fund this crazy idiot's Bigfoot, you know, uh, Bigfoot excapade. And they think that he might have called the Bigfoot body Hank as like a... Uh, a tribute, yeah. Yeah, the tribute to Hank Williams III. So this dude, like, he went on this tour and they they ended up uh, they ended up pulling in close to half a million dollars on this Bigfoot body. And when asked why he was doing this and he wasn't... While he wasn't showing it to, like, you know, these labs, these specimens, he was like, because basically he's like, they, if I show it to the people, they're going to want to take it away from me. Like, they don't sure. want people to know about this. I think the, the people need to see it first. Right. I so mean, I'm bringing is, it out here on the road. This is a classic scam tactic of just, like, <laughs> anybody who wants to question me is censoring this, like, amazing information that yeah. I have. That's always the, yeah. it's in the playbook. Yeah, I'm just saying do your research on whether or not this is a bag of pork, you know? Like, uh, <laughs> So it was it was ten dollars to see the Bigfoot, five dollars for children. Um, now, Dyer kept saying he's like, "Man, I got DNA." This is a quote. I got DNA. I got DNA sequencing, scans, autopsy, everything you can imagine. I could that could be done. I was getting it done. Uh, critics soon pointed out though that Dyer, if you Google his name, had pulled a Bigfoot hoax in two thousand eight. Right. Which I don't know why he didn't think this would follow him. Uh, because this wasn't like it was the late 90s or whatever when he's like, oh, I, I'm, I'm anonymous. No, not at all. This was Easily, five easy years to previously. track. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd yeah. think a, a Bigfoot tracker would understand the tracks he is leaving. However, it does not seem to be the case. Yeah. So he was like, and, and he would, uh, and he would like slander anyone who spoke up about this and would say that it was just a, a tactic of them trying to suppress the truth about these big feats. And. So at this point, people started weighing in. Like, there's an anthropology department head from Idaho State University that said, hey, this thing has clearly been fabricated. Uh, th that Mr. Dyer said, look, man, I will put Hank's body up to comparison. It's like for any federal, state, or law enforcement agency that wants, that wants to look at it as long as he can keep possession of the body. So this thing keeps going around, and eventually kind of the jig is up, and he stops getting booked. Uh, <laughs> at this point, he stops being able to sell out these... Uh, these shows, but he does look one last big Q and A that just goes totally south on him because these people are just like, they're just like, hey man, like what are you doing? And he says, he literally says, look, I'm in this to make some money. He says it out, out loud, thinking it's gonna like endear the crowd to him, which <laughs> it does not. That is and so one guy funny. Goes, How much money can you make off of a Bigfoot? And he tells this guy, I already made nine million dollars. Oh. He said he made nine million. And then a guy in the crowd goes, Then what do you need my ten bucks for? And the crowd was like, Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, that is a legendarily good heckle. That is very good. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So now Dyer Dyer maintains that he actually does have the body of the real Bigfoot, but he keeps it hidden. Because, right. you know, he doesn't want anybody coming and taking it. Right. Because if you remember, he said in the 2008 hoax that the government came and took it from him. Exactly. You got to pay so, your $10 if you want it, science, just like everyone else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the government just took it from him and gave him 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah, so, now, but finally, after kind of like everything, kind of like all the dust settled down, I'm sure as he was able to stop, like, getting money out of this. Uh, on his Facebook page, this is in 2014, Dyer posted this. He goes, all right, y'all. I, okay, I added the all. I apologize. <laughs> that, it's, said, hard, it's hard not to do. Yeah, and I'm sure it's there. It was there in his mind. It's implied. But he it's said, implied. all right, from this moment on, what's that? I just said, it's implied. The y'all is implied. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's an implied y'all. So he said, from this moment on, I will speak the truth. No more lies, tall tales, or wild goose chases to mess with the haters. <laughs> I never treated anyone bad. I'm a joker. I play around a bit, but that's just me. 
coming clean about everything is necessary from a new start. From this moment on, I will speak the truth. No more lies, tall tales, or wild goose chases to mess with the haters. And, uh, yeah, then he said, basically, that that was the end of it. He, he really hasn't come out anywhere yet. Uh, he was, however, heavily featured in a Bigfoot documentary called Shooting Bigfoot, America's Monster Hunters, which I would highly recommend checking out. He's on there, and he is just super bitter, and he's, like, compiling this superstar team of people to, like, go hunt down the Bigfoot once and for all. And it's all these old, poor old men who all claim to have special forces experience. <laughs> like, and they're just out there. This is like the creme de la creme of the Bigfoot troop. <laughs> and they kind of just get poked fun at by the British director uh, for, about, <laughs> for about an hour and a half. And at one point he goes... Now, you said this guy was a licensed tracker. And he goes, do, do you, how do you get a license a, a, a license to track? And Rick Dyer goes, I don't know. How do you get a license to be an asshole filmmaker? Nice. <laughs> I, yeah, we need, burn. we need a remake of this documentary with, like, Ke, uh, Danny McBride as as this guy. Yeah. Uh, this really has Big to happen. I, I, expedition. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking if we could do some kind of live watch along for the show. This is this is something it's really it's worth getting into, but we'll talk about that later. But so finally, of all this, I, this didn't really do any favors for the Big Feats community. Obviously, um, a lot of credibility was uh, was hurt <laughs> in, the, in this whole ordeal. Right. So finally, uh, uh, Benjamin Radford, the deputy editor of Skeptic Magazine, Skeptical Inquirer, stated. If Bigfoot researchers wish to be taken seriously, they can start by cleaning their own house. The biggest threat to their credibility is not skeptics, nor ridiculing public, but instead those who provide an endless stream of bogus claims with no evidence. And that, I think, is really all we have to say about the Bigfoot uh, hunt. I will say, I, like, I th that, that last quote is absolutely correct, but also, like... Who is spending their time writing for Skeptics Magazine about how Bigfoot isn't real? Like, yeah, yeah we know. Yeah. Let us have fun. Like, you don't yeah. need to. <laughs> it's just very like it reminds me of like how atheists were like 20 years ago, where it's like, well, there's yeah. I moved the Bible into the fiction section or whatever. It's like, yeah, I get like we all just yeah. let people live their fucking lives. No one's be especially now when like the the fake shit that people believe in now is so much more harmful than like believing in Bigfoot. I'm just like, you're yeah. right. These people are fucking like carnies and jokers and assholes, but we probably don't need skeptics magazine to be weighing in. Like it's fine. You can yeah, yeah. move on I, to I, some other stuff. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I would much rather live in a world. I, yeah. I would much rather engage with the Bigfoot community than the skeptic community any day of the week. Right. It seems like a much more fun. Um, Whose party yeah, am like, I yeah, going skeptic. to? You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah, going yeah, to the yeah, Bigfoot yeah. party for sure. Yeah. I would like to, I would like to think that in, in 2021, uh, skeptic magazine is focusing on a little more important things right. uh, than, than Bigfoot, than Bigfoot uh, hunters. But so, some of those things I, we will I, be I, talking about in uh, our Patreon episode, by the way, which is about a prominent, yes. a prominent anti-vaxxer who sells supplements. So definitely yeah. check out, uh, check that out if you're interested. <laughs> Kat told me that's who we were dealing with. And I was like, that's great. We're taking down public enemy one and two in the right. same afternoon. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's uh, that, that's the story of Rick Dyer and Tom Biscardi and uh, the Bigfoot corpse that never was. Uh, worth it? Yeah, totally, hundred percent worth it. I think it. so. If None of those if, guys have any. No, go ahead. 
Yeah, none of those guys had any real long-lasting consequences. His buddy Tom Witten lost his job as a cop. So, I mean, be careful if you're in public service. But other than that, no, yeah, just... But also, Rick yeah, still like a car dealer. You no, no more like one less cop out on the streets. A positive impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Bigfoot making another positive change for the for the community. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, Rick Dyer is still a used car dealer, or as he puts it, I am not a used car dealer. I own a car dealership. Those are two different things. <laughs> very yes, very important distinction. Again, Danny McBride yeah. would crush this role. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, all day. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna say totally worth it. Uh, if you if you have a chance, do it. Just you know, just don't get hurt. Be safe. And if you're gonna go out there and shoot at big feats, just practice firearm safety. Yeah. And uh, as we said, get vaccinated because they do carry COVID. So you know, be careful. Yes. Yeah. 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 They're just yeah, crawling with COVID. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, guys, that's our show for today. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we do have uh, a Patreon uh, that you can actually, if you like what you hear, and you've torn through our back catalog and go check it out we're at patreon.com slash lie cheat and steal uh my name is pat Royce. you can find me on twitter at pztx that's p-e-e-z-y-t-x and uh kath you got anything for us today yeah um i'm kath barbadoro on uh social media i have another podcast called what a time to be alive which is a, as we mentioned a podcast about stupid news stories um, that comes out every week. I have some dates coming up um, in the New York City area. So if you're interested in coming to see me do stand-up comedy, uh, follow me on social media. I post all my dates there. Thank you for listening. All right, guys. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, be safe out there. Uh, like, for real. Like, like, try to not get coronavirus <laughs> if you can. Uh, yeah, like, funny how we kind of started saying that what was it last summer and right. we're like oh, don't get coronavirus and we're still we're back at it so yeah guys <laughs> be safe be careful be smart but uh, you know above all don't get caught don't get caught see you next time <laughs>